You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Praise God as you see that open your Bible at Luke chapter 1. And so we had a look at the concept of the measure you use. In other words, what is it that you are hearing? And we want to make sure that whatever we hear, God, when He sent His Word, remember the Word says, He sent His Word to heal them and deliver them from their destruction. God sends His Word with purpose. God never says anything just out of conversation. There's a blank, so I must say something. Have you ever been in a conversation with someone that's not really that interesting and you sit there looking at them and they look at you and you wonder, what do we talk about next? Because I don't know what you're interested in. I mean, have you ever had that? And so you start hooking into, oh, did you hear? And did you? And that's usually when the gossip begins. No, you don't want to be in that place. God doesn't fill space. Every time he speaks, it's with intention. And he said very clearly, his word is higher than his own name. He honors that word. And when he sends it, he will personally oversee it to accomplish it. Why? Because his word was sent to prosper in the thing for which it was sent. So when God sends you a word, his promises, he gives you those promises because he fully intends for you to live in them. You heard me say it just now. When God says, I will do this, and whoever calls on me will have that, whoever, if you do that, then I will respond this way. What God's telling you, I've already made my mind up. I've already decided what I'm going to do. My side is settled. We're not trying to still find out if it's God's will, which then throws the ball into your court. You decide on how you're going to respond to that, how you're going to see that work in your life. And yeah, in this particular account here, how many remember John the Baptist, the one that came to proclaim the way for Jesus to come? Well, his father Zacharias, verse 5, there was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron and her name was Elizabeth. They were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinance of the Lord, blameless. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren. And they were both well advanced in years. I just love it the way God chooses people that other people have written off. When medical science says, okay, now, now, now you're beyond your prime. God says, ah, I can use that. You see, God wants to do things that no one says, oh, well, that was luck or that was chance or that's a coincidence and yeah, but anybody could do that. No, God, God really thrives in the realm of when somebody says that's impossible, it's like God stands up. Uh, what did I hear? That's impossible. Okay, now let's, let's go for this. Don't ever, let anyone ever write your family. Don't let anyone ever write you off. I don't care how far down the line you've gone. I don't care how deep you feel you are. I don't care how much it seems like it's over. This is just, if you ever stood up and said, I don't want to do, this seems impossible. Put those shoulders and say that word, hallelujah. For with men, it's impossible, but not with God. For with God, 
all things are possible. How many believe that? Say, with my God, all things are possible. In verse 8, so it was that while he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people were praying outside at the hour of incense. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zacharias. Your prayer is heard. Your prayer is heard. Your prayer is heard. Family, God is not turning a blind ear to your prayer or deaf ear to your prayer. A blind eye, deaf ear. God's not turning away from your prayer. He said, if you call on me, I will answer. In fact, the Word says that if you've prayed and you know that you're praying according to God's will, you know He's heard you. You don't have to wonder, did God get that message? No, if you call on Him based on, your, on His Word, you can know it. You can just write it away. God heard this prayer. And if He's heard it, He's answered it. Your prayers have been heard and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you shall call his name John. Now, who heard that? Who heard that? Okay, there's only one more man in the room. Zacharias. Angels talking to Zacharias. Anybody else there? Was Elizabeth there? No. So who heard his name's John? Zacharias. Now listen to this. You will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. Now we know that's true because when Jesus was in the womb of Mary, Mary walked in. Those babies couldn't see each other. They were both in the womb and yet John leapt. Why? He was already aware of the Spirit already in the womb. He, he picked up on Jesus. God had just walked in the room. Are you with me? Verse 16. He will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and in the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zechariah said to the angel, how shall I know this? I am an old man. My wife is well advanced in years. What's he saying? This is impossible. And the angel answered him and said, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God. I was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. Family of God, angels don't understand doubt. It shocks them every time. Can you hear what he's saying? I'm here from God. I have a message for you. And he gives the message. And someone says, I don't know. Can it be? He's like, excuse me. I came from the presence of God. 
Did you not hear? Where's the doubt coming from? How's it possible that you can doubt a living God? Your living God, the living God. Family, let's not confuse our angels. Come on, say amen. Let's not cause them to wonder what's going on with us. So he tells him, I came from God to tell you this message. Verse 20, but behold, you will be mute. What's mute mean? You can't speak. Mute means there's no more words coming out your mouth. You can open your mouth, but there's nothing coming out. No sounds, nothing. Mute is the inability to speak. In other words, you've just been shut up. That's my terminology here, just so Thunderman understands. From this moment on, no more talking. Until the day these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. Well, fast forward, a whole bunch of other things happened. Mary fell pregnant, verse 59. So it was on the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child, that they would have called him by the name of his father Zacharias. John's been born. So they're coming to circumcise him. They're going to name the child. Verse 60, his, mas, his mother answered and said, No, he shall be called John. Hang on now. Was she in the room? No, who told her? Not Zacharias. He's mute. Hello. She's hearing from God as well. His name shall be called John. But they said to her, there's no one among your relatives called by this name. And so they made signs to the father. What you, what, what, what you want, what do you want to call him? So he asked for a writing tablet and he wrote saying, his name is John, and they all marveled. Immediately, his mouth was opened, his tongue loosed, and he spoke praising God. Family of God, get a hold of what happened here. The angel came with a word. Now, circumstances here dictated that John had to be born. So there's certain times that God decrees for something and it's going to happen regardless of what's happening around him. Other times, God will have a will for you, but you have a decision to make. And every one of us have been given free will and we can walk away from that decision. But it doesn't have implication on God's eternal plan. He would prefer you to be a part of his plan, but if I don't respond in obedience, God will find another. We understand that. But how many of you know, for Jesus to have been born, that bloodline had to be preserved. That's why God protected it all the way through. That's why I said in blessing, I'll bless you. In cursing, I'll curse those who curse you. And so if anyone got involved in trying to stop that seed, the lineage of David, 
If anyone got involved in that, God was obligated by his word to cut that down. Why? Out of love for you to get Jesus into the earth. So there's certain things that have to happen and God will ordain it to take place. So the same way John had to be born and God had decreed for him to be born through Elizabeth. So now John is told why? He's the authority in that family. So now this is what God's decided to do. You've prayed, he's answered, now John's coming to the earth. And unfortunately, Zacharias' response was, I don't see how this is going to happen. So the angel says, that means we are now going to stop you from saying anything more. Why? Why would he be stopped from speaking at that moment? Because his next words could have aborted that baby. Our words can abort what God's doing in our lives. We need to understand that. And for that child to be born, John was not going to be permitted to say another thing. Because no matter how much God wanted John to be born, Zacharias could stop it from happening. For God's plan to be carried out, he had to be put on temporary hold until you can speak in agreement with me. So the moment he said his name is John, that was in agreement with God and he was free to speak again. Family of God, I'm here to encourage you today. Be aware that God has created within you the ability to birth His promises. Mark chapter 4, verse 24, Jesus said to them, take heed what you hear. What are you hearing? See, this angel has come directly from God with a word from the throne of God. An angel, give me a break. This is in within the newspaper or, you know, your pastor at church said, God said. This is a supernatural being, an angel with a direct message from God. But what measure did he hear? He saw himself as an old man. He remembered his wife was barren. That was the measure he got out of the message. He didn't say, wow, this is an angel. I better believe him. What measure are you using? When you hear a promise from God, is it going to be yes and amen? Or is it going to be your but? I want to be on the yes and amen side. How do you say amen to that? See, because with the measure you use, it'll be measured to you. And to you who hear, more will be given. Whoever has to him, more will be given. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. What are we talking about here? It's the receiving of the word. Remember verse 14, Jesus was talking about the sower sows the word. So it's the measure you use to receive that word. 
And that's where the cross reference in Luke chapter 8, verse 11, the parable is this, the seed is the Word of God. The Word of God is seed. Say that. Okay, now say it like you're happy about it. I'm not just talking parable effect. The Word of God literally is seed. We are called the bride of Christ. Bride on the female body, you think of the human natural body, has been created with a womb. The purpose of the womb, the purpose of that egg is to receive the seed. The moment that seed is received, that baby is conceived and now you incubate it until it's fully grown. Family, God has designed us in this earth as His body to receive the seed and incubate His promises. Everything God has ever done in this earth, He said, I don't do anything until I first tell my prophets. Why? What's the job of a prophet? It's not fortune telling. Not just to tell you about the future. Today we have the Holy Spirit to do that. Jesus said the Holy Spirit will come and show you things to come. We don't need a prophet to tell us our future. Very often people come because they want to know what's going to happen to me. Let me hear the prophet. No, when you're listening to a prophet, his primary responsibility, that's why when, I, when somebody prophesies over my life, I'm listening for what's my instruction. What, there's something I need to incubate. Why has God picked me out to talk to me? You'll see with prophet Ed, he'll say, that person over there, would you stand? Why? He's, he's not there, oh, he chose me, now I get to you, and I've never had a prophecy. No, no, it's not the reason behind it. God is ready to do something in your life, and then the prophet will deposit the seeds, the word. That's coming from God, from God as the Father, depositing the seed of the word within your heart so that you can conceive that promise as a manifestation. Now it's growing within your heart. You're incubating that promise. You have been designed to take God's promises that are in the realm of the Spirit to birth it into this earth as a natural manifestation. Faith is the substance. It's what gives the body. See, when a baby's conceived, it's just seed in egg. So where's the body come from? It's drawn from the nutrients that the mother eats. If you do a DNA on the test on, on, on the nutrients and, and the makeup, the, the, the structure in the physical body, it consists of different molecules, right? Different makeup. If now you can break it down. You go and look at the different atoms that are there. You'll find things like carbon, hydrogen, oxygen. You'll find a whole bunch of makeup in that body, that physical body. 
Now, if you think about it, what does the earth consist of? Exactly the same. Carbon, oxygen, hydrogen, all of those, all those, all those different things, that's already in the soil. What's one of the things that they'll say at a funeral? Dust to dust, earth to earth, isn't that? Earth to earth, dust to dust, ashes to ashes. What's that mean? You came out the earth, the physical body, not you. You from the spirit, you from God, He gives you life. But the physical body that your mother gave you, that body grew inside of her. Where did that come from? It came from food. Where did that food come from? Out of the earth. So whatever was in the earth was turned into food. That food was ingested by mother and mother turns that food into substance that the body, that the baby can absorb and then that body grows and develops. And when we're done on this earth and we step out the body, it goes back into the earth and goes back to what it was originally. Carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, pieces of dust. Are you with me? Back to the earth. So the same way, this is how the kingdom of God operates. Jesus said, the kingdom of God is if a man scatters seed on the ground. Mark chapter 4, verse 26. The whole kingdom works this way. He goes to sleep by night, rises by day. The seed sprouts and grows. He himself does not know how. For the earth yields the crop, not the seed. The earth heals the crops. How? By itself. First the blade, then the head. After that, the full grain in the head. And when the grain ripens, immediately puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. So get a hold of what he's saying here. He says, we don't have to know how this works. But we're going to think a little bit of how it works. When you plant a seed, now, I'm talking about in the natural. We can take this natural parable and work with it. When you plant a seed, you put that seed in the ground. Jesus said something interesting, that when a seed is planted, it first dies and then grows. Now, you take a seed and you put it into the earth, that seed, and you water it, and you come back in a few days' time and you pull it out, you'll notice that that seed is now actually, it's... it's the whole outside is broken, it's damaged, it's, you know, are you with me? It's just like, it's like gefrommeld, it's, you know, it's, it's like, oh, you understand, it's all wrinkled now, nothing's really happened yet. Have you ever grew beans in, in between cotton wool? You notice how you, you're checking every day, like, and it starts by, first of all, it, you can't use it for food or for growth or anything, it's, it's just like, it's, it's broken. But then something interesting happens. It puts a little shoot out. Now, what's that doing? That seed, what's going to grow now, is going to come because the seed is in the ground. That little seed, like people say, you know, you can count how many seeds are in an apple, but you can't count how many apples are in a seed. I understand what they're saying. But really, how many apples are in a seed? Zero. You can bite that seed, there is no apples in there, nothing juicy, it's dry, isn't that right? 
So where are the apples coming from? Where, where, what's, how, where's the stuff coming from that makes that tree? That seed is a DNA, it's a program. How many you know that when you buy your phone, it comes with a certain amount of things loaded, but there, there are things that you want your phone to do that it's not able to do. So what do you do? You go to your store and you download the app. That app is software. That software will tell your phone to do something it couldn't do before. That seed is an app. It's an orange app. It's an Apple app. Are you with me? An app. Oh. It's an app. It's a pull for an apple. Apple. So it's an app, right? So it's an, it's, it's, it has software within it. It's got a facility. It's, it's already pre-programmed. You can't decide on, you know, you, you, you plant dacha seed and then the police come and they say, what's that in your backyard? And no, I, I wanted tomatoes. No, you, you can't say in the name of Jesus, be tomatoes, be tomatoes. No, the seed does what it is. Right? So it's already pre-programmed. It's not, you can't change the program. It's, it's written into the seed. But here's what happens. When you put that seed into the ground and you water it, it shoots out a little interface into the soil. And it tells the soil right there, I'm going to pull nutrients from you. Right now, I need carbon, I need hydrogen, I need oxygen, I need whatever else is in there. I mean, I'm not going to get all technical now, and I don't even know all of it. Jesus said I don't have to, but I do know some of it. So the point I'm making is, it's right there in the soil. Now, whether you planted apple seed or orange seed, grape seed, whatever it is, it doesn't care. Whatever seed it is, the soil doesn't care. What that is. It just says, yeah, carbon, yeah. oxygen, yeah. hydrogen, yeah. take. If you need, you can take it. You can take whatever you need, take it. But that seed program starts turning those things into orange tree stuff. First the blade. And it starts to grow. And as it comes out, and people that are horticulturally minded will say, oh, that's an apple sapling. They recognize it. Because that seed has formulated itself to form that tree. And how hard did the soil have to work on it? Make sure it's orange stuff we give him now. Make sure it's an orange tree. No, no, don't. No, that's grape stuff. No, give him orange stuff. No, it just gives whatever seed is there. It'll feed that. And that sapling will grow up and keep drawing and keep drawing and keep drawing. And then as it gets to a point, it's all programmed in there. It sends out a branch and off it goes. And that's all programmed. When it gets to the end, boom, sends out a leaf. That's all programmed. It's all pre-programmed. Until eventually a little bud comes out on the end and it becomes a flower. And a little bee comes along, takes some pollen from here, goes to another one. Puts the pollen in there, and what happens? It germinates, and it, it, it now forms a living thing called an orange. And that orange begins to grow there. But where's that orange coming from? Out of the ground. It's been pulled out of the ground. And as it becomes a full orange, you pluck it off. Now that orange, if you think about it, 
that apple is really dirt. It's sand. But it's been reconstituted. And you bite on it. And there it is. Ah, oh, now you couldn't eat sand before, but you can eat the apple. And you notice it came out of a packet that had pictures of apples on it. As it is written, it's now manifested. The packet had a promise. If you put this seed in the ground, what you picture you see on ya? You can't eat that picture. You can't eat what's in the packet. But you get it in the soil. That soil will produce for you what it is written. It is now have substance. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. What are you hoping for? What God has told you. He's given you a promise. What's it? It's created a hope. When I buy those tomato seeds in the store, what am I doing? I'm hoping for tomatoes. But if I go home and put them on my cupboard, on the counter side, it's just going to lie there as a bunch of seeds. Doesn't matter how much I want tomatoes, I have to take those seeds and put them in the soil and it will immediately activate the soil to produce what's always lying there. Now, let me ask you, what's your favorite fruit? Mangoes. That was quick. Mine too. I also enjoy. Anybody else? Let me hear. Beetroot. Leeches. I'm saying fruit. <laughs> Leeches. What's your favorite vegetable? Come on, think of it. Think of it. Now, now you understand that if we didn't have shops, I can tell you, you already have that. Now, you may think of your fridge. Yeah, I do. But how many of you can name something and it's not in your fridge? It's not in your house. Let me just see. It's not in your actual pantry. Let me see. Anyone named it? It's not. But you do have it. I said you do have it. And that's not even a faith statement. It's lying in your backyard. It is. It's just dirt now. But you do have mangoes. Lying in your backyard are mangoes. Your lychees are at your house. There you there. You don't even have to find a farm somewhere. It's that you've got to walk out your backyard and there are your tomatoes. But you can't dish it up and put it on the plate, go cook it like it is there. You have to first work it. You have to first work it. So what do you do? Get the right seed. You get the right program. You get the right software. And if you go and you put the time into it, you go and plant it and you water it and you nurture it and you keep the birds off it and you grow it and you keep the, all the pests off it and you work that thing over a period of time, you will pull all the leeches you want out of that ground and it'll be hanging on a tree. Amen. Every carrot, anyone said carrots, anyone said whatever, your mangoes, you just give it time. It'll pull it out the ground and it'll be, you'll see it was there all the time. How many of you want healing? You got it. It's in your soil. Where's your soil? In your heart. How many of you believe in God for your house? You already have it. It's lying in your sand. The soil of your heart. How many of you believing for your ministry? You already have it. It's, it's, it's there. 
whatever. You find a promise of God in there, it is written. You already have whatever is written in God's Word. The day you gave your life to Jesus, it God recreated you as a God species. A new species being born in the image of God, offspring of God. And God doesn't have things out here and then get them to you. Everything God is, is already in Him. That's why when He speaks, He spends it out. And when He created you, everything you could possibly need, want or desire, everything pertaining to life and godliness, every blessing you could ever need to carry out God's promises was invoked and put into your soil of your heart the day you were born again. So why are we begging God? Oh God, please, I need. God, please, can you get it to me? God, please, I got to have. It's like me standing at my backyard saying, God, please, tomorrow's, tomorrow's come up. Come on. Someone says, you got to plant seed. Yeah, but I don't have seed with me. If you give me tomatoes, I promise I'll put seed back. It doesn't work that way. The seed you put in, the measure you use, that's what you're going to get out of it. Hallelujah. So how many of us are prepared to go to heaven's store and go find the seed? What did he promise me? What is it that I need right now? And I'm going to go to God's word and I'm going to go find that scripture. Get let me go find where's the tomato seeds. Where, are, where, where do they keep it on the shelf? Oh, hang on. Here's my, yeah, I found a promise for healing. Here's the word. I now have the seed. So what am I going to do? Speak it. Hear it. Plant it in my heart. And keep that seed alive. Keep rejoicing. Keep praising God. Keep magnifying Him. Keep thanking Him. Father, You gave Your Word and You've given Your promise. It's settled as far as You've concerned. Now that seed is designed to produce and you just keep rejoicing. And don't say anything that will abort it. Zip your lip. You don't need an angel to do it for you. Hallelujah. Amen. You believe in God for a job and you have a certain salary, go to God. Say, Father, this is the position I need. This is the salary I need. This is what I'm asking you for. Now I have a seed here, the word that says that is mine. And you sow that seed and you speak it and you thank God for it. Now someone comes and says, do you have your job? The immediate answer is yes. Why? Because it's growing. Where are you working? You tell him. Really? <laughs> what salary are you earning? You tell him. Yes. What? You serious? <laughs> but I see you at home all the time. <laughs> see, now, you t now, now it's tempting. Yeah. Say yes, but. Yeah. Uh -uh. You keep speaking. Yeah. Amen. Amen. When a woman's pregnant, she doesn't say, I hope I got a baby. I hope I got a baby. She tells you she is pregnant. Isn't that right? I have a baby inside me. She's pregnant. 
She doesn't hope she has a brave baby. That baby's there. She doesn't talk about maybe it'll come. You're starting to show what's in there. Oh, well, we're hoping it's a baby. <laughs> no, <laughs> it is my baby. Amen. Family of God, you have the capacity built into you. You've been designed. God has placed you in this earth to take His promises and to birth them. We're not waiting on God anymore. We already have the soil. We have the seed. Now it's our responsibility. Let's get that seeds up off the pages into our hearts and let's start speaking as if those promises are already yes and amen because they are. And as you speak and decree that word, it will grow up. You are pregnant with the promises of God. And it's just a matter of time. Go to sleep by night. You rise by day. Don't try to figure it out. Just know that word is at work. The day comes when you wake up and there it is in full manifestation. Come on, give Jesus praise if you received the word tonight. Let's stand together. Say, I receive the living word of God. God's word is yes and amen. And I am a believer, not a doubter. I choose to monitor my own mouth. I don't need an angel to shut up my unbelief. Because I refuse to allow unbelief out of my mouth. My mouth is reserved exclusively for speaking God's Word. To speaking according to His Word. Whatever I need in life, I go and seek out that seed from His Word. Promises He's already established. And place them in my heart. And then speak them. Nurture them. Celebrate them. Worshiping God for what He has said is already done. And I receive it and thank Him for it in Jesus' name. Give Him praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say that I am designed to birth the promises of God. Amen. Hallelujah. When I saw that, I said, well, then that's me. I'm, 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 point, I'm reporting for duty. Hallelujah. You'll never hear it out of my mouth. God, why haven't you? And how come when are you? And why did you do for them? And did it? That's all on me. Amen. wonder why God hasn't moved yet. No, my baby's still growing. It, it's, it's, you know, some things take longer than others. Isn't that right? Uh, even in the animal kingdom, some animals within a few days, others take months. So it's just different seed. So the point is, I am pregnant. And maybe you thought it would be here by now, but I know it's on its way. I just got to stay patient and just watch my mouth. Amen.